Well, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Debbie Happy Cohen, and you are listening to the Sassy Southern Yankee. And um, in this season two of the Sassy Southern Yankee, I've been joined by my co-host and very dear friend, Michelle Stone. Um, I'm Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm the founder of joybaseliving.com. We are an online personal development community. And we believe that love is the greatest superpower in the universe and meaningful conversations are our world. Um, I have a background in, uh, I've been a coach for about 22 years or so, life and business coach. And um, I've known Michelle for about 20 years. She was one of my first participants in my Reach Your Stars seminar. <laughs> and she followed her dreams to become an artist and a um and an art curator and an art teacher. And since the Corona started, um, I decided to start a season two for the Sassy Southern Yankee to keep it clean for mothers and families. We want to be a background voice of, uh, of education, emotion, awareness, meaningful conversations, something that you can just go, I can just press play in the background and listen to Debbie and Michelle banter. And I might take notes here and there. Um, we're living in a time where we're just experiencing so many different emotions and we are creating new normals and we are having to navigate very weird feelings and what an unusual situation to be in on a global level. So I want to share a, a couple things personally. We wanted to talk today about the experience of spacing out and dissociating because I, it, I experienced that. I've been a daydreamer all my life. It's one of my greatest creative strengths. But one of the things that happens is that if, if I'm in shock or um, I, I'm grieving um, or I'm really tired, I might have a tendency to space out more, which is, which is, it's okay. Like if I'm doing creative work, it actually, I actually tune into all different kinds of perceptions. Like one of my jobs as a coach, one of my main jobs is to be able to see the world from another person's eyes. And because of my ability to be so flexible in my mind, I'm really like off the charts, good at that to the point of extremely intuitive psychic at times reading the energy field. But where that gets in the way is let's say I, let's say I'm um, meeting someone for the first time. Um, I'm so busy reading their energy that I miss their actual name or I'll be on a podcast with Michelle and you know, I watch really, I'm very careful about what news I watch because it affects me. So like, I don't watch sensationalist, sensationalist news. And I prefer to get my news from places that are going to be the most factual with a positive neutral spin to it. So I was listening to somebody who I trust in that way the other day. And he was talking about how, um, a mother who was a healthcare worker came home to be with her four-year-old daughter and they both died that night from Corona in Atlanta. And I'm in Mentone, Alabama, which is near Chattanooga. It's like, I'm, we're just two hours from Atlanta. And like, I don't, 
I don't feel like afraid for myself so much. I mean, I might die from this. I might not die from this. I have a pretty good immune system. I don't feel afraid about that. I felt very sad. Um, it was like all of a sudden it was way more close to home than Italy and China and New York and, and California. And it affected how I felt that night when I went to sleep. Um, I, I'm not one to be afraid of death. I, I often welcome it in people, especially when they're ready, but this was not a, like it, it, it caused me to experience more dissociation, which is a way is what we do when we're, when we're on overload. And I, I just imagine that we probably have some parents out there who go, oh, yeah, I have that one kid. I, that one kid. Oh, that one kid of mine. Oh, yeah, they're always like spaced out, you know. Um, there are some positives to it, like I was saying. And there's also some negatives to it. One of the negatives to it is, let's say Michelle is talking to me and she's sharing something that's important to her. And I float in, I float away and then. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what, what just happened? And then I come back and I'm like, uh, I missed it. Now, if we're in a personal conversation, I kind of gauge if it's important, like for me to ask for more details. Cause often I can catch right back up with the story, but like when we're in a podcast and we're in this middle of this Corona stuff and that happens to me, I feel like embarrassed about it. And then I don't want to, I don't want to say to Michelle, Hey Michelle, I just spaced out for the last two minutes. I don't even know what you said. <laughs> and and it doesn't happen often. I am very present for these uh for these podcasts. I really love that we're doing them. I feel like we get energized at the end of very long days because we feel like we're contributing. Like, oh my God, we'll get on the phone and we'll be like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And then all of a sudden, like we have this energy to be together and to share and have enough energy and enough serendipities happen to let us know that we're really right on track with this so you know I know there's that movie with Ben Stiller that came out a while back called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and he keeps having like dissociative things and he's like a, an artist in his own way he works with photography on the back end of National Geographic oh no Life Magazine and so he takes negatives and picks the, you know, straightens them out and makes them good so that they can be ready for the magazine. But he really likes this girl and he wants to travel and he never has. And like he dissociates a lot until the point that he faces his fears. And then toward the end of the movie, of course, he gets the girl and he stops dissociating and he's living the reality <laughs> instead of like having these flashes. Um, and so because we're dealing with grief, because we're dealing with trauma, because we're dealing with overwhelm, because we're dealing with the unknown and uncertainty, um, we all have our own ways of dealing with it. And when I said to Michelle, I'd really like to focus on dissociation and spacing out um, today and see if who else is out there that might be able to relate and and when I said it to Michelle she was like okay I have a story too so um Michelle why don't I I um 
hand the magic wand to you. The baton. <laughs> the, ma- the magical baton. The magic baton. The magical baton. The mag- yes. And, you know, you can share your experience and maybe, you know, how it affects your life or the positive and the negative and, and how, um, how it shapes conversations and experiences in, in your day. Yeah. So thank you, Debbie. Um, I too am very selective about the news that, that I let, you know, I listen to, or I let go in through my eyes because I am so visual that my mind creates. And and I know that happens for a lot of people. Like, you know, if whatever you see, they say like, you know, don't eat, don't watch the news while you're eating because your body internalizes it. And so Whenever I hear a, a story, especially during this time of Corona, it it saddens me. It really does. And so I heard um, something yesterday. Um, on it was uh, Katie Couric was covering the the news in New York City, and you know I'm from New York, and so the city's always had a fantastic, just this very special place in my heart. And today I found. Um, after I, I watched Katie, you know, do the news coverage, I found that, that I, 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 it changed my energy. I was, I was saddened about it and I thought, wow, you know, what can we do? And I looked forward to last night's podcast and, and, you know, having the conversation that we had there and giving back. And, and then today I was standing in the kitchen getting ready to make dinner and just out of nowhere, I completely disassociated. And my mind just went somewhere else. And then I came back and I was like, wow, I disassociated. It, it, you know, I, 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 I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And I was like, well, what this did it is... feel like to you? What did it tell us what it felt like? How did you know? <clears throat> it was, I was, I was standing there and I was thinking about, okay, so I need to, I made, um, my son and I made a, um, like a shrimp alfredo sauce kind of mixture and i was thinking about the spices and you know get the shrimp and we had some lobster in there too whatever and i was like and then all of a sudden my mind just i kind of blanked out and i i continued to stand there but my my mind just it it just like checked out what i was telling debbie a little bit ago it's kind of like i'm standing in this room and this is what happens to me more often, um, not the case today, but more often when, as an art, artist, when I disassociate, it's like I go out and I grab a vision and then I come back. Like I'm standing in the threshold and I'm on the left and then I kind of step into the, through the threshold into the other room and grab a vision or, or, you know, something that I'm seeing or some kind of feeling or whatever. And then I come back into the room that, that I was in initially. That's not what it was today. Today, it was just like, I just totally blanked out, totally, you know, I mean, I was there, but I, I almost like I stepped outside of my body for a couple of seconds and then I came back and, um, yeah. And I just, and I just, I was like, wow, I just disassociated. And then my next thought was, this is starting to affect me. This, this Corona, this whole happenstance that as of yesterday at 10 o'clock, we in Tampa in the state of Florida, we're, you know, we're on quarantine. So we're not allowed to go out unless it's essential 
or or doctors or lawyers or not lawyers but doctors or you know some kind of health field or you know policemen or post office that type of thing so um so yeah so I'm here and so and I just thought this is just very surreal just this whole thing all, all over the world how we're all having to be quarantined so that's you know that's kind of where it was and then I I was able to move on with my day and um then Debbie and I talked about it this evening I thought you know what this is just absolutely perfect because if she's disassociating if I'm disassociating and we've worked really really hard then we gotta know that there's other people in the world who are disassociating well let's, let's let's fill in that sentence okay we've worked really hard to We've worked really hard to to deal with the trauma and the CPTSD in our lives. And so we've worked hard to be present, to be present in our bodies, mm. to recognize the disassociation and to do the, the things that help, be us, that help us be more mindful and more present. And to um, the first thing that came to my mind was to replace those memories, but we're not replacing those memories, but to no. just kind of deal it's, with that trauma. Yeah. yeah. This is like actually processing feelings as they happen. So they don't become trauma. Right. And, and I think what you're, what you're leaning into, cause you're describing a practice that we've done because we've had the trauma, but now what we have in our tool belt is the ability to process emotions as they show up. Right. And the ability to not judge ourselves when it comes up. So when I said I was experiencing it and then you were like, oh, my gosh, me too. Like it sounded for me like there was like a normalizing feeling. I feel that, too, when people say like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I felt blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, me too. Like there's like a a validation, like a level of empathy. Yeah. A level of empathy, a level of also, I'm not alone in this. Oh, someone Mm -hmm. else is spacing out too. Oh, my kid's not, you know, he's not abnormal or she's not abnormal, you know, like, Oh, and here's how I can be with it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things in, in grief, in the study of grief is that human beings process grief better when they are, together and specifically when they are physically together that's why people hold each mm-hmm. other and they hug when they're grieving well we obviously are not in a place to do that right now <laughs> but to be able to turn toward another person emotionally like you said with empathy or to turn toward ourselves and say oh okay this is what's going on if i'm dissociating what feeling is it that i'm like struggling to process right now because Mm -hmm. dissociation Mm -hmm. is a defense to protect us from overwhelming experiences or overwhelming feelings yeah that's right right and so when you go oh my gosh I was I was dissociating I was you know I bet if I ask I'll ask you right now when you realized that you were dissociating and and if I were to ask you now maybe you didn't ask it at that moment because you were busy cooking um what feelings like if you had to name three feelings what what feelings were you experiencing in that moment near the stove with the shrimp and the lobster and what might where might you have been feeling that in your body I'm 
I'm taking a moment and I'm taking myself back to that particular time. Um, and so I was standing there and there was a level of numbness. And I think what had happened was maybe I started to bring up some of the the things that I've seen over the last couple of weeks. And usually I, I you know, I'm, I'm real good about processing them in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, like I said, mentioned earlier, I'm real good about um, being selective as to what I watch and what I hear. Mm-hmm. But I, I talk to people all over the world every day and, and I get their feedback and I'm understanding where they're coming from. And so it was, it, and 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 I'll tell you, I have um, a friend in Africa that I, I I talk about on the podcast um, sometimes. And last night, we actually talked about. No, earlier in the day, that's what it was. No, it was last night. Anyway, sometime between when I heard the Katie Couric thing, and today, um, I had mentioned to him that you know, that America is now number one with the amount of people who have been affected by this corona. And and he was like, oh my gosh, I'll pray for you. And my thought was, holy Toledo, here's this guy who lives in a third world country and he's praying for me. And and so, you know, there's, it was, so there was like the, maybe that's a shock. I don't know. I just so right because you went there on a mission to help him them and that's and I have daily conversations and I have weekly now we have weekly Zoom calls to help them mm-hmm. and then for him to turn around and go, "Oh, I'm praying for you." Yeah. I was like it it kind of flipped the script a little bit for me. I was like a lot. Okay, you're right. A lot. Maybe that's what that was. I, 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 I don't know. Cause, yeah, <laughs> I was like, huh? Yeah, a lot. Well, the, this whole this whole experience is like it's leveling out the playing field mm-hmm. between all of humanity. It's like <clears throat> we're being affected as a globe by something outside of ourselves, and so now we're not fighting with each other you know, we have to stick together and cooperate. Right. And, you know, something I wrote today was, uh, that, that really struck me is that the kind of awareness that you're describing right now, you know, in your own discomfort of like, wait a minute, that was kind of weird that he was praying for me. Like that takes a level of honesty and a level Mm -hmm. of, um, wait a minute, my being not politically correct, like even sharing that, you know, publicly and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and admitting that, you know, we've been having conversations politically around, um, what do they call it when, when you owe restitution and things like that? Like, like we've been having so many uncomfortable conversations that haven't been resolved. Right. Rest, is that the right word? Restitution? Like when you make up for the wrong that you did to somebody, 
Yeah, I think restitution. I think that was, a, there was, there was, anyway, it might not be the right word right now. I'm tired. Um, but, but um, I, I was asking myself, even like right now in this conversation, Michelle, I feel like I'm, I feel so imperfect right now, but I feel imperfect and yet present, imperfect yes. and yet willing to show up. And, and um, we've been needing a new normal for our world for a very long time. And what occurred to me was around the globe, a new normal is being shaped. I wrote this in my journal. Um, who will lead the way? Right. Well, why not us? Right. 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 Like, like if we want the world shaped in a certain way and we want more honest, authentic conversations so that people can feel like they have others with them and they're not alone. That's the foundation and basis for joy to grow. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and so for us to be in quarantine and feeling less alone because we're reaching out to each other with more authentic conversations and more frequency of those conversations um, within our group, within our circle, within our subculture that we deliberately sculpted here to get here. Right. Well, what we're doing here on these calls is we don't have a checklist of here are the things we want to teach you or something like that. And we are making it just a real live conversation. Um, I think my, my biggest fear is that you, the listener, are going to feel like we're talking too much from our inner world and our inner bubble and that that you won't feel like we're, that you're invited into the conversation. We're doing our best to expand the conversation in a way that you can relate to it. And I hope that that's coming across because the idea is not to keep it to ourselves or to, to make you feel like, you know, oh, we have something, you know, it's more like this is possible. What else can we do to spread the experience, to share it? Well, and I think also a part of that is naming what we're experiencing because think about it three years ago we didn't have the vocabulary to name what we're naming we didn't have the emotional literacy to name our feelings and and I talk about this a lot um in in my social circle here in Tampa that you know the average person the average adult can only name maybe five emotions, mm -hmm. you know, the seven tops. The, I, I mean. Brene Brown, this, said, Brene Brown says three. Okay, so Brene Brown says three. So. Sad, mad, you, glad. Yep, sad, mad, glad. For, yep, and, and so, and then, you know, we actually started in, in that maybe three to five kind of range. And so even now I'm doing some work with uh, Richard Grannon, who does a lot of emotional literacy work. And, and I'm, I, I was the other day, I was, I was stuck. I was like, okay, I'm in this space where I'm feeling, I, I want to lean more into a core value of being healthy and, and, you know, and, and that type of thing. And I was stuck with this feeling that I had, and it was a very solid feeling. 
I, I kind of danced around it and still didn't get the exact, it wasn't like a bam, you know, X hits, it's the mark kind of thing, but it's, right. but I, I'm still leaning into it and just, you know, having more of a broader awareness, like, oh, wow, that is a feeling that I can't articulate. And maybe if I feel it again, if I'm with someone like Debbie, or if I'm with someone like anybody else in our JBL group, maybe they can help me articulate it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I think that's what you and I are doing now is like this whole thing about disassociation. Some people wouldn't consider it disassociation. They can maybe consider it like spacing out or, or something else. But... Yeah, yeah, we have all kinds of different words for it. And, right. you know, yeah, I, 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 I just want to back up what you're saying. And like, yeah, we're just... I, I, I always think about like how how much how much how much time energy and money that we have all saved in therapy and psychiatric medication. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you know because I mean if if somebody has like emotional literacy under their belts that's like 90% of what a therapist would teach you mm-hmm. because what are they doing? They're, they're reflecting back. So this is what you're feeling. Yes. Because their job isn't to tell you what to think or what to feel. Their job is to help you uncover what's true for you. Well, why should somebody ever have to do that? If you have that skill in your own hands, Right, And then that leads me to want to go on a ranting rage of why that's not being like taught to every child and encouraged in every school is, and that's because it would create like, oh my gosh, a globe of free thinkers. What would we do with that? Wow. Too much. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. psychiatric medication is much easier to, to control people with. And so, you know, the fact that we have like, maintained our sobriety within a culture that says shut down shut down we'd rather have you dissociate and space out let's not talk Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and then to have uh you know ourselves say "Mm, i want i love statue of liberty i love freedom i love full self-expression you know i love love itself i want to honor myself fully um and and I'm and I'm not. I almost feel like when I talk like that, like I sound feminist in a way, but I I don't feel that. I feel like a freedom lover. Yeah. Like like I love freedom so much, and I love human beings so much, and I, I love creativity and self-expression so much because when I see somebody else's creativity and full self-expression and it gives me goosebumps I like being in the world and and I think that mental health doesn't happen in a vacuum oh no not at all because what would reflect back to you well what would reflect back to you so if you're the colorful person in a room of gray 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 who are you going to laugh with? So even right. if you maintain your sanity, w- joy is meant to be shared. Right. So, you know, what I'm thrilled about in creating this new normal 
is that we already have a start we have starter dough or what do they do like in in yogurt when you have the starter yogurt you know and you pass along the the uh the whatever it is anyway oh yeah 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 the bread thing the bread starter thing the bread starter thing or the yogurt starter thing yeah 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 there's like a yeast or a bacteria that you have to have and and then yeah yeah and and so like we are like the bread starter of um meaningful conversations within a group energy where our agenda is to have relatedness without agenda right which leaves the table clear for what is wanting to emerge, which is where the thrill and the excitement and beauty of life shows up. So it's kind of interesting how we went, how we kind of traversed from grief and dissociation into this space of, um, wow, we're like, we're like the dough. (laughs) 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 we're like the starter dough um and and that's that's a that's a really cool feeling um i think this would be a really good place to like bring that quote i I said something the other day and, and it really struck both of us as it was coming out of my mouth and and you wrote it down which i was so glad you did about prayer Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was working with somebody who was feeling um, a little bit intimidated by some possibilities that were right in front of her. She's an entrepreneur. And sometimes there's a feeling of overwhelm where you know you're good at something, but then somebody hands you a larger possibility. And instead of staying in your skin, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, which puts you actually out of vibration with the thing that's trying to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and so, um, you know, like, it, it just because it, it, because it's threatening your current identity. It's threatening your current sense of familiarity. Mm-hmm. And, and-, and so we're constantly having to let go of current identity to welcome new possibility. Right. So in, it was in that context that I shared this with Michelle. So why don't you read it out loud? Because it was, it was good. So it says, the energy of prayer is the energy of love. The energy of love is bigger than a million dollars. Right. And when I think of the energy of love, it's just so big. Mm, it's expansive. It's big. It's expansive. It's so expansive. And, and then when you think about love and then you put it next to a goal or a dream or a problem or even Corona, mm-hmm. you're really in tune with love. Mm. it fills the room. It, it takes ownership of the room. Yeah, it does. And what you're doing through this conversation, those of you who are listening with us here right now and, and, and taking this in, what you're saying is love has a right to be here. And one of my favorite sayings that, that came from a class I took a long time ago is, I was born to be seen. I was born to take up space. Mm. 
Well, that that's like in a that, uh, and I love it, and it's also like a backlash to you know stop shrinking yourself, right? Where where this it's this is similar except this is us saying to the energy of love within ourselves and within a room and within a relationship. We're saying to the energy of love itself in a prayer. That's what we do in any prayer. I don't care what language. I don't care if you're atheist. It can be a prayer. What any prayer does is it is it invites it, what what any prayer in in my worldview does <laughs> is is it invokes a feeling of love and it and it says to love you were born to be seen you were born to take up space and and when i look at it that impersonally then it doesn't matter who the love is coming through like i know that a lot of times on these these podcasts i talk a lot like you you hold such a good space for me michelle and i like and then i'm like oh my god i just i'm talking so much it's certainly not even um so, so but but what i want to honor is that what we're here doing together is a co-creative energy it's a co-authorship mm-hmm. so when something pops out of my mouth because we're like raising the vibration together because there's an honesty and authenticity, a desire to feel good, a desire to contribute. And something pops out of my mouth. My name might go next to it because I don't know another way to live in this world. It's how we function in this world. Who do we give credit to or whatever, you know, but it is a co-creative act. It is a co-authorship. Does that make sense? Like, like, Oh yeah. Like if you do a doodle, that's a result of our conversation because something just totally enlivened in your mind, you might be the artist of it and your name goes on it. Right. But But it was because of, yep. It was because of our conversation and something that you said that enlivened that doodle Yep. or like the other day when, um, when Julie uh, called in as Goofy Goofy Gumbo. So she was co-authoring that vision. And, and <laughs> you, you know, so it called in. Seriously, I heard it and I was like, oh, I have a vision. Okay, so I'll draw that out. So, and then sometimes I may not, but for that particular time. And so, yes, I, I signed it, whatever. But it was because I got that phone call. Right. Or, you know, we we got the message together and we got the message because we're doing the podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I don't see that any different than um, people coming together and turning this kind of conversation into, oh, let's start a bakery or, oh, let's go make a difference in our community in this and that way. Or let's go start an enterprise or whatever. Like whatever the co-creative thing is, like we're talking about it in a, in a very um, mild form. Right. But I think, I think that, that that in itself is the action that's worth practicing. It is the action that's worth finding friends who will honor the creative process because the one thing that we made an agreement on is that this podcast was going to be a practice for us in zero self-judgment right 
and so we we've also made an agreement being creative people that we uplift each other as much as we can and if one of us wants feedback or if we have an honest piece of like 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 recently you had nicknamed something in a certain way and it was disrupting my sensibility about the word because I like the word, but then it started having a negative association with it. So I asked you to please change the word in that context, which I'm sorry, listeners, I can't go in more detail because of privacy. But, um, but so in other words, we're not just all about you know, rah, 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 rah. We give each other constructive feedback. In fact, we have one person in our group who I, who I have called, um, I call her in, incisive. Like she will just cut to the core of something so quick that if you don't have like any self-esteem, you are so, <laughs> like, oh my God. And she's like, I hope you don't mind. Do you want me to give you feedback? I'm like bring it on because I know that she wants well for us. Right, right. Absolutely. Like, and she's being responsible enough to ask me, do you want this feedback? Well, yeah. And so, and I also know that like, just like the Grateful Dead aren't for everybody, just like Jesus is not for everybody, just like a, 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 a particular animal, a koala bear is not for everybody. There's nothing that's for everybody. And I, what I was envisioning yesterday is that there's going to come a time in the midst of some of this Corona crap where a mom is just going to be like, I just want to press play on something for like a half an hour and not have to do a darn thing except for just sit there and bask and listen. Cause I'm just tired and I don't feel like figuring out what else to listen to that's out there. Cause those are decisions and I'm too tired to make a decision. Right. And for me, us having this banter like this, this is not for everybody. People no. who are in way too much of a rush who need bullet points really quick are probably not going to be, this is not going to be the place where they want to hang out because they're going to be like, get to the point already. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we are doing our best to be authentic in our fullest, truest expression. And then like I'm getting more followers and hits now than I've ever gotten any other time on my blog and on the podcast and uh, people are like showing up from India and I'm wondering if one of the things that's going to happen is that people who come from cultures that are a little bit slower paced than the American demand market right because we are we're freaking entitled and I, I am too I'm like when my like software isn't functioning I'm like like and then I look at myself and I go you are one entitled little broad okay so you know I, as much as I like these kinds of conversations there is another side of me that is a very American that is very impatient that is very you know instant gratification right and so as we sculpt this new world we're also sculpting it for ourselves Rightfully so. I mean, you know, as as we're sculpting, we're sculpting it because, you know, we're all in this together. And then you and I, as you mentioned, decided to have this conversation to share it with others. Um, 
but we are here and we are experiencing it. And so why not as much as we like to give to others and, and, you know, I, I think it's perfectly okay for us to give it to ourselves as well. Yeah. Well, that's how we're able to give it to others. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what I'm, I'm finding it actually is that throughout this conversation, Michelle, I don't know what it's like on your end in your body with me here now. Um, and you can be honest and I'll be totally cool with it, but I'm finding myself less dissociated than where I was even an hour ago, more present. I'm completely present in this conversation. That Absolutely. is really, really cool. Yeah. So, so how about like, unless you have something more to share, what if we close with a prayer? Okay. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. Okay. And so I like to start prayers with just a sense of thanks. I am so thankful for my life. I'm so thankful for our friendship. I'm so thankful for technology. I'm so thankful, so grateful for all the people who are doing so much to improve our situation and to help us get through this time. I'm aware of what feels like rivers and sometimes oceans of uncertainty and sadness and chaos and not knowing and fear. And I allow those feelings to be present. And I respect that they're here. And then I also become aware that love is here at the same exact time. And it almost feels like a little kid who thinks they're alone in the house. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, mama's right in her bedroom. She was there the whole time. And there's a sense of, I'm okay. The feeling of love that fills the room, let's allow that energy to exist alongside of whatever else is there. Let's allow love to have its say inside of our bodies. Let's allow love to have its say inside of our minds and our thoughts. Let's let's let love have its say within our relationships. And let's let love help to make us be more compassionate and to be better listeners Mm -hmm. and to be even more clear when we speak and to be more present so that each interaction can feel like an interaction of love and even a celebration of love. I am just so very grateful to be having this conversation about love in a practical way with such a wonderful human being as yourself, Michelle. Thank you, Debbie. And I appreciate the co-creativity and the co-authorship of what we're doing. What we're doing is so worthy of honor. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so we give thanks to life itself for giving us our very breath. We don't take this for granted. We give thanks to life itself for giving us the, this experience of simply being human and being human together. 
Thank you so very much. Amen. Amen. Mm, that was beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So are we ready to close, or is there anything you want to say before we close? No, I'm totally vegging now. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yes. <laughs> this is the spring in the middle of the desert. Be yeah. away <laughs> So um, I just wanted to, in case you started listening halfway through, my name is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm the founder of Joy Based Living, and you can find us at joybasedliving.com. I am co-hosted here with Michelle Stone. And if you want to find our blog posts or podcasts, uh, just go to joybasedliving.com and either go to the menu item at the top and click Lioness. Or go to the search bar at the bottom of the page and and write Lioness. And this is episode 28. So today we're talking about spacing out and we're talking about being present. And we're talking about Alfredo sauce with lobster and shrimp, which I want some. <laughs> and we're t- we and we we're talking and just actually activated a prayer and love. So Thank you for your likes and comments and shares. We love how this community is developing and growing. And we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you.